welcome to Laughing Monkey Music Show, Terry Von Briss from Grave Digger. How are you? I'm fine. Thank you very much. Well, thank you for being here. I mean, it's about time I tracked you down and talked to you because I've been a fan for a long time. You've been doing this for, you just celebrated 40 plus years, right? Was it last year? 42 years now. 42, okay. My other right, 80 you started. So now you're coming up on 43 years. No, no, 42. Oh, is it? No, no, this year is 43. Oh. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, okay. So, but uh, amazing nonetheless. Could you imagine, like, back then you're going to be being in a metal band? Your your voice is strong as ever. I mean, your voice is not wavered, man. It, it's incredible. Uh, I think my, my voice went down a little bit down, uh, deeper, you know, after all these years. Uh, we're starting a tour in uh, three days here in Germany. And uh, we also doing some stuff from the older records, uh, also from the Reaper. And uh, if I listen to these songs, I yeah. recognize that my voice is a little bit higher than nowadays. You know, it wasn't so full like now, but it was like like a baby, you know. And uh, there's some different uh, in between the old the old Chris right. and the, the Chris from today. You know, more of a mature, like a like a like a fine wine. You know. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but it's but it's but you've always been very consistent, like even with the band, like the production's changed and your albums of course got a fuller sound, but you've always had the riffs, the power. You know what I mean? It wasn't like you guys evolved into a different band. The, you guys have always been solid songwriters out of the gate. Um yeah, you have a new album out, uh twenty twenty two, symbol of eternity. It's pretty awesome. How are you doing tracks of that album? Are you doing a couple, a lot of it? And then going back, how are you picking songs for live music? Uh, that is um, that, that depends what kind of tour it is, where we play mm -hmm. in the world, you know. And here in Germany, we always try to bring the people because we're playing a lot here in Germany. We try to bring the people also some older stuff, you know, from the Reaper album, or we go back to uh, Return of the Reaper album now. The last tour we did in 2022 was more focused to all this Scottish stuff we released, you know, the trilogy and Feet of Blood. Which and I think is fantastic. Yeah. And now with of Eternity on this tour, we're going back to to yeah, to the Reaper area era and uh, yeah, some older stuff too. We play Headbanging Man, Witch Hunter, Heavy Metal Breakdown. Shadows of a Moonless Night, and uh, yes, and also two new songs from the new album, and uh, we try to give them also one from the Grave Digger album. We didn't play such a long time, nothing from this album, but uh, it's always uh, you can't satisfy everybody. People say, eh, "I want to hear this from Out of Darkness or yeah. more songs from Excalibur," you know. So at the end, if you have a catalog for more than twenty records. It's really difficult to find the right choice for everybody. It's a good problem though to have that much material. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Most people don't have that problem. To me, I think uh Tunes of War is my favorite with uh Battle of Mary is like the best. That's my favorite of all your albums, your your William Wallace album. I'm a big okay. fan of Braveheart. That's that's I, I love all the albums, but to me I think this it's because I, the topic itself is a is a really good favorite for me. You know, as a as a fan, the whole album itself. Not yeah, just, that is the history know. side of Grave Digger. Huh? I love that. <laughs> That's what makes it even more fun because it feels like 
the power that you guys do in your music with the history part really makes sense. It really ties it together, you know. Yeah, it's always a pleasure to work on on this kind of topics, you know, because I'm I'm a big fan of historical themes, topics, and I also watch like the the old movies. Uh, from the 60s or 50s uh, with all the old actors and uh, yeah with a lot of bling bling you know and uh, yes uh, I like this kind of uh, adventure stories in history and uh, I think uh, mankind uh, produced a lot of this stuff so right I think we have a lot of more stuff coming up for Greg Digger. The I books are it... not empty. No, they're not. But I, I think what's fun to me, what right, I enjoy, because the world does have these wars. But to me, the historical ones, because you're not worried about a, a war with people with swords. It's still not that real. Like, it's exciting. But it's not like I'm worrying about, you know, a machine gun story. Like, you know what I'm saying? The stories have a little bit of history, but there's still a little bit of fancy. You know what I mean? It's not as real. So that's close to home with everything that's going on. So it's still an escape, even though it's, you know, battles. Um, yeah, I think the most important thing is uh, that you that you have your own fascination for this kind, and and the machine gun never fascinated me, you know, and I like sword and bows and all this stuff, and uh, never was interested in pistols or anything like that, you know, and uh, so that is uh, the reason why we go back to the Middle Age centuries more than to the third uh, to the second or first world war like sabaton you know now on the other side i think if you if you have sabaton they, they sing about the second or first world war but the melodies are really happy you know right and there is a big difference between the reality and what the music is showing to you you know and, and uh what I love is, uh, yes, uh, I want this epic stuff, the big battles and big fights and a lot of heart and soul in, in this fighting and everything, you know. So that is for me important and not uh, 500 people laying in a, in a, in a, in a room, in a, in a, in a, what can I tell you, in a, in a bunker and shooting with machine guns on somebody else, you know. Not a good story either. Not very good visual. It's kind of boring. Yeah. When, you, when you're writing your songs, how are you doing? Like, has it changed a lot for songwriting for you since the beginning? When you write your songs now, the process for you? I mean, obviously, you've changed a few band members over the years, but you've been a core member, obviously, and the driving force. But like lyrically and stuff, has it changed a lot working with other members to where you are now? No, because I have my workflow, and uh, if I have a new member, I start immediately talking with him how we can do some new songs and everything. And mm -hmm. now I play with Axel so many years together. And uh, normally I send the chorus, I, record, I write a lyric. Normally I start with the chorus and then I send this uh, on my mobile phone. I start and send it to Axel. And he makes some music around this chorus. And then I drove to his studio and then we start thinking about what kind of song we want to write. And uh, yeah, that, then the songwriting starts. That is the start of the songwriting normally, you know. And then we're writing the riffs and uh, yeah, it's like, a, you know, Lego. Lego? Yeah. It's like children building some something up. This is some to, to make a song, you know. 
Yeah, you need a base. Step by step. I do. I do know Lego. Actually, if you look behind me, I got a lot of Legos in the thing there. So I'm a, I, <laughs> I got a, a Beatles yellow submarine there. Um, but I mean, you are the core of the band. I think it's probably why the band, I mean, you are the voice, you are the sound, you are the lyricist, you write the songs, the melodies. So you've always been the director. So the band's always stayed a consistent sound. It doesn't have like different albums. I mean, clearly over time it's changed a little bit, but you are, you know, you kept the ship going, which is great, especially as a fan. Um, how, how are you still singing? Like at this point without your voice blowing out, like a lot of singers just can't do it. Are you practicing? Are you training? You know what I'm saying? Like, what are you doing? No. No. Practice is for wimps. <laughs> really? No, oh I, I also do, do any, never in a show or before a show, I did something to warm up my voice, you know. I go on stage and start singing or screaming, whatever you call my, my sing, singing style. But... Uh, no, I think uh, all over the years I I have a really good feeling for this kind of voice, how I can work with it. Uh, I recorded uh, now here in my studio my solo album. It's finished now since uh, oh, yesterday, really? and uh, it's Chris Bolton's Steelhammer will be released in July, and it's more power metal than true metal, you know, more this. Mm -hmm. uh, we made a good mixture between Gravedigger and Metal Church like that. Okay. It, it sounds different. Uh, with other members, it's uh, Tobias Casting and Lars Schneider from Orden Organ. They play with yep. Orden Organ and the drummer of Iron Savior. So, yeah, I have a lot of work and uh, I like to sing because I can impress myself good with singing and I love to make heavy metal. That is the most important thing, you know. I love the energy, I, but you have to admit a lot of singers that just like they take a break if they're not touring or singing or using their voice. There's a lot of singers now, so they've gotten older, their voices have gone. But the fact you can have a strong voice and you don't really do any energy, you're pretty lucky. You're one of the few, <laughs> you know, it's a gift. Yeah. People ask me what, what you expect from, from life. I think my life is fulfilled with, yeah, with positive things, you know, uh, to be a musician is like a gift, you know, nobody it's the biggest gift you ever could beside a child to your your birth uh, the birth of your child or something like that but uh, i'm so happy and uh, that i can do it now i'm 61 years old and that i have the voice and create metal songs i have my own studio i can record the stuff and uh, next week uh, this week we start with a tour we play 16 days 16 shows it's like, uh, it's really hard, but uh, yeah, it's fun anyway, you know, and uh, I know that I will be exhausted after 16 shows in a row, but uh, then I have one week off and then I start writing new songs, you know. All over again? Getting ready for it. So actually, because the album's been well, almost like going to 2023, are you going to be doing a lot more touring this album too, though? You think, um, yeah, we're doing year? this, this uh, tour in Germany and then we start in April, we go to South America. And then we have a couple of festivals during the summertime. Yeah. And I think we start in May or in June. We start uh, with new Gravedigger songs with for release in 2024 again, every two wow. years. That's good. That's really good. Any chance of any coming over from America in the future? I know it's hard financially for, for and what's going on for any band from yeah. Europe to come over. The key word is financially. <laughs> oh, I get it. I, I'll, I talk it's about that on the show for people that don't get it. I mean, the bands want to play for all their fans, but 
like America's got like you're looking at five to ten grand per visa per band member per crew member you, they get taxed when you're here for stuff you sell on top of regular stuff I mean it's very expensive for a band to come over here without having a big guarantee so if the drummer is a, is a driver from the night liner if he is farting you have to pay that <laughs> That's right. You, but you really you you get gigged on everything though. It's, it's a harder it's a harder thing to to play over here. And America's been yeah. fickle for for uh, for perhaps rock we can music find, too. Perhaps we can find another band uh, all next year that will tour there and we do it together, share costs or something. But uh, anyway, that is uh, an open book, you know. That's right. Any bands out there that would you know do it to do a, do a deal with you guys would be the best. You know, we were so good break even. You guys make some money and play over here. I know there's a lot of us. I would love to see you guys play over here, you know. And let's see what comes from China now, you know. <laughs> and the world's changing too. How have you been able to not be that affected musically with 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 all the the closing between the wars and 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 the, and the dirty c word and, and everything else? Like you still have to to play and and go out and record. Has it kind of shaped you to be differently, like ready to do something different if we close down again? Or if the borders change, like, do you feel you're more malleable with the future of the band? Mm, that is a difficult to say because uh, we also must cancel some shows in Russia now, and uh, yeah, you never know. Yeah, crazy people one. doing crazy things, you know. And uh, but uh, I think that we have in the Western Union there's a big uh, pack, you know. That uh, that we can avoid something like uh, an invasion of uh, here in Germany or right, but you never yeah. know. So we have un unsafe times and uh, yeah, as long as we can make music, it's good. But uh, it can be stopped yesterday or no, no. Or... But you know, I guess what I'm saying is because you've been nobody expected the breaks to be put on. What it was it like 2018? Like the breaks, like all of a sudden everyone's on touring, and I can always say to an artist saying. What was the date? And people, most people will say they'll know the date and what show they had to cancel because COVID closed it down for them. Like, does that, that's the thing as a yeah, musician. Yeah. You know, it's like, what, what was your date? What was the last gig they had to cancel for you? You're like, oh man, do you remember? Oh, I think we had to really, in last summer, we had to cancel a festival because Axel and Marcos, they had COVID. Okay. And it was, I think, one of uh, two or three shows we canceled in our career. So uh, that's hard. Of course, COVID's hard. I've I got it twice. It's hard. Um, it's it's a little unrelenting, but it's understandable. But but nowadays, like I said, it, the, the world's changed, and I mean, nobody expected the the breaks to stop for everything and take take time off like this. But the fact you guys have like a a system for writing music, and there's different. You guys are worldwide touring. There's a lot of avenues you guys can kind of keep sidestepping. Worked on your solo album. I'm sure you took advantage of that time. Um, which I'm looking forward to. That's going to be awesome. Can we talk about that for a minute, a little bit more? Your solo album too. Um, with that, like, are you going yeah, to do, can do it if you want. Yeah. Uh, uh, We're doing two videos. Uh, shooting will be in March, mm -hmm. and the first song I think will be released in uh, May. And uh, yeah, who's the label? Same label or, that you're on? Well, yeah, it's, it's also coming with Raw Records again. Yep. And uh, it's like a family thing, you know. We have a good uh, experience now with Raw Records. And uh, the new album, uh, Symbol of Eternity, charted here in Germany in, in top 10. 
in the mm -hmm. bill in, like a billboard chart here in Germany, you know. Yeah, and uh, yeah, we are on a good way. So I think we have a couple of more records also with Grave Digger. So if we don't I, die next week, so no problem. I hope you have more albums. I hope everyone lives a long, healthy life even after you're not doing albums. Um, the other thing about your your, your music is, is, is I love, another thing that goes for the hand in hand almost is the artwork. Really good artwork. I mean, who's doing the concepts? Are you guys coming up with it? Or are you just having different artists come in and hearing the music? Where are we coming up with the, the artwork ideas for each album? Every and time merch. I have an idea, when, when time's coming uh, and uh, I have the more or less uh, the album title, then I start thinking about what uh, could be on the cover. And then I developed an idea and then I'm looking for an artist. I, I think that the artist who did the last one is amazing. And uh, also this guy who did uh, a couple of uh, Gravedigger artworks before, he, the guy mm -hmm. from Hungary. It's also amazing, but the German guy who did the symbol of eternity is really outstanding, and he did also the album, the solo album cover, and uh, I think he will, will do also the next one. So in the moment, I'm I have some small ideas running around my head what I can do with a new Gravedigger album. So, but it's not, you know, the idea is not really carved in stone so far, but. Uh, well, yeah, I'm thinking about. Well, it's great. You, obviously, you have all everything in your eye, your mind. Like, if you're not, you're still coming with the melodies of the songs and the lyrics. You're still guiding the sound that you want. You still have the visuals of what you want, even though you're not drawing every little detail. Like, you still know exactly what you want when it comes down to, you know, the image, the band, include the sound and the in the vision, which is, you know, pretty pretty cool. Yeah. Look, we are now. 20, 43 years in the business and we had some changes, some some lineup changes. We had a break in the 80s with a, with a Digger album. Uh, we had so many things in the past. So uh, uh, I don't have to show the people outside who I am. <clears throat> Everybody knows this is Grave Digger mm -hmm. and I can write my music the way I like to do it. And uh, I think that the people love it. We are get, we also get polarized here that people hate it or love it. There's normally there's nothing in between. Really? But yeah, it is. And uh, yeah, but uh, in the moment we have so many people outside who love Grave Digger, so uh, we have no problem uh, to carry on with the band. And uh, yeah, we are in a good shape so far. Excellent, excellent. I just want to end. I just want to tell everybody to check out your website. It's fantastic. You've got links to your music so people can stream and listen to your music and check it out. They can get your merch. There's videos on there. There's news announcements. There's it's actually got great artwork on it too itself. Uh, the link for the your website will be underneath the show on all platforms so people can click on it. Cool. And um, the last thing I want to tell the fans are buy the merch. If you can buy the merch directly from the artist and not a, even before waiting for a venue. Buy it on site because they get they get all the profits. <laughs> Whereas the venue will take some of the Definitely. profits. You know, don't buy our merch on Spotify. <laughs> yeah, don't go. Don't buy your. Go go right to the website. Go to the artists. If you can buy, if you if you can buy shirts or mugs or anything, you can buy it right from the artists. Do it. I mean, if you're at a festival, it's cool to buy it. But if you can you have a choice, directly buying it is a better profit for the band. And the goal is to support your favorite Definitely. band. 
So I want to thank you, man. It's been really fantastic. Thank you.